Hello there. It's me, Amy, and I am really excited to be here today to talk to you about how can I reduce food waste with kids? Now, this question is one that I have gotten a fair amount from parents who are frustrated by the amount of food that goes to waste in their house. So to level set us, today's conversation is going to be specifically focused on the food that gets wasted, not the waste that's produced from the food. That is a whole separate conversation that we can tackle another day if you're interested. So today we're focusing on the food that gets wasted when you have kids. And the notes for today's episode can be found at cookingwithfullplate.com slash reduce food waste. So anything I mentioned is going to be found at cookingwithfullplate.com slash reduce food waste. All right, no more stalling. Let's dive in. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done, and kids who say their favorite foods are things like... Gummy bread. Rachel, of course. Maggie. Ice cream, yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. Okay, you are here because you want to hear the answer to the question, how can I reduce food waste with kids? Now, I have specified with kids in the title of this episode because reducing food waste with kids is much different than reducing food waste without kids, meaning kids are a wild card as if you didn't already know that parent who's listening, that like you suddenly have less control over your life and all the things happening in your house than you ever did before. Duh. So do people still say duh? Separate conversation for another day. You guys can tell me on my Instagram if that's still an acceptable thing to say. All that said, how can you reduce food waste with kids? This is something I care deeply about because food waste is a huge issue. This is the um, kale that you throw out from your fridge because you were well-intentioned when you bought it, but you didn't actually end up using it. It's the leftovers that go into the compost or the garbage bin instead of getting eaten. It's the things in your freezer that you take out and you're like, what even was this? I had this the other day with some muffins, which luckily got eaten, but that isn't always the case, right? You're like, this is frostbitten. I forgot it was here. How can I stop the madness of throwing all of this food away? And I'm so glad that you're asking this. I'm so glad that folks have asked this of me because this is an issue, right? It's an issue financially that we are taking things that we paid for and we're not actually using them. What a waste. It is an issue nutritionally because as I've always told students, the kale that goes bad in your fridge hasn't actually made you any healthier. So we spent our hard earned money on healthy food and then we didn't actually eat it. And now we're not any healthier than where we started. Um, It's also an issue generationally, maybe I'll say, which is that like, we should be showing our kids better, right? That food doesn't go to waste, that it's something that we enjoy. And finding that balance of teaching that important lesson to our kids without creating tons of emotion and pressure and stress around it is a really sweet spot. And what I'm going to share with you today are some of my best tips, some of the things that have really worked for me. Um, This comes from both like a professional culinary side, like what can we learn from professional kitchens that can help us reduce food waste? They're not perfect at it, but they're a little bit better because money is important in running running the operations of a food business. So they do have some things that we can learn from. And then secondly is like, how can we cooperate with our kids to reduce food waste? Enough telling you what I'm going to tell you. 
Here we go. All right. First and foremost, let's talk low hanging fruit and dive into portions. So how can portions help to reduce food waste? Of course, if you serve yourself too much food and then you don't eat it, that food goes to waste. It's really hard to salvage food that's been on someone's plate that they've picked through. And I definitely don't recommend it from a health perspective. So don't try to salvage the food that's on someone's plate that they've eaten off of. (laughs) That's not a good strategy here, but we can help our kids to control their portions. So if your kids are not yet old enough to be serving themselves, this is a pretty easy one. It's a simple one, but not easy. Which is, um, as parents, we like want to nourish our kids. And I think so often that results in serving them big portions because this is healthy food and we want you to eat it. But the truth is, is that if you want to control food waste and also if you want to reduce overwhelm for your kids in enjoying foods, it's better to start small and then give them more versus starting with these big, huge portions. So start with small portions and then let your kids have more afterwards. And this actually works perfectly for kids who are serving themselves as well. So what dinner time looks like in our house is that we put a family style meal in the middle of the table and I let my kids serve themselves. They are not always good at eyeballing the exact portions they need. And so this is where as I, as a parent, help them to have these thoughts. I'll say something like, oh, it looks like you're taking a lot of those bell peppers right now. Why don't we start with a few and see how you're feeling after that? There's a bit of a learning curve here. So I have allowed my kids to start serving themselves right around like 18 months of age. And as you can imagine, that's pretty messy and not always elegant in terms of the amount that they serve themselves. But I am telling you, if you start letting them serve serve themselves, they will one, learn what portion sizes are right for them. And two, they're going to be more accurate with, with portions than we can ever be for them because they know what their hunger is. They know what their appetite is for the certain foods that you're feeding. And just like anyone else, like it's really hard to serve someone the exact right amount because because you don't actually know what they want to eat that day. So letting your kids feed themselves and then teaching them about portions is a really big step to reducing food waste because you are not guessing and you're empowering them to start learning how to serve themselves and you're having that conversation. The other piece of this is in how much you cook. So because food is love in so many of our minds and we want to nourish our family, there is definitely an instinct to cook more food than you need. And that's cool because leftover life is real. It is a survival strategy in our house and we use it more than ever now that we've had kids. But if you are not a leftover household, if you are not someone who's going to remember what you cooked and go back to it before it goes bad, then you need to get really good at deciding on what portions work for your family. So for example, one of the things that I share with folks is that an easy strategy for cooking ahead can be to cook a whole chicken in a crock pot at the beginning of the week. Then you have chicken that can go on a salad. You have chicken that you can use in a dinner. You can put it in a stir fry, whatever that looks like. But this is where you really need to know thyself because if your family isn't actually going to eat all of that chicken, then you have wasted time and energy and money by cooking it. And then you're going to be frustrated when it goes into the compost at the end of the week. So this brings us to step two, which is getting to know how long things last. This is a perfect example of where we can learn from professional kitchens in that most folks in their home are just kind of guessing how long things are good for. And frankly, that's kind of scary because there is actual science to how long different foods will last. And it depends how long they've been cooked, whether they've been cooked, how they're stored, all of these things. I have a resource that I love 
for knowing if something is still good. And I'm going to include that in the show notes at cookingwithfullplate.com slash reduce food waste because I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I'm going to add it there so that you can go check how long something's going to last for. I suggest that once you find out how long that thing lasts for, you put a label on it, which we'll get to in just a minute, and you put the date of when it is good till, because this is going to help not just you, but the rest of your family to be empowered to eat things before they go bad, instead of guessing like, what was this thing? And when is it good for? And, oh, I'm not sure if it's still good. So I'm just going to throw it out. That is the worst way to deal with food waste is just guessing. And then you're either throwing away food that might still be good or eating food that's actually gone bad, um, which you can't tell by smelling whole other topic for another episode. Um, so empowering yourself to understand and know is a great step in reducing food waste. All of that said, here is a guideline that you can use. Most cooked food keeps three to four days in the refrigerator. So from the time you've cooked it, it is good for three to four days after you've cooked it. You'll notice I'm not saying a week. It's not like 10 days, all of those things. And it's not just one day. Some people are too cautious. It's three to four days that is good in the refrigerator if you've cooled it off and you've stored it well. So if nothing else, you can use that guideline as a general guide for making decisions around whether food is still good and whether you're going to serve it to your family. And that is a great way to reduce food waste. So I alluded to it earlier, but let's talk labeling. Guessing is not a good strategy for storing things in your refrigerator or your freezer. And this is one of those like, do as I say, not as I do things in that um, I'm not always great at labeling things, but I'm always trying to get better. And here's all you need to effectively label. You don't need like Martha Stewart labels from Staples or any of those kinds of things. You need some masking tape and a Sharpie. And you need to keep it in a drawer in your kitchen so that anytime you throw something into a Tupperware or a mason jar or whatever it is that you're storing it in, you can throw a label on there and write down what it is. And then you could ideally either write down when you made it or when it goes bad and come up with a system and be consistent with it. Um, for me, I like to let write when I made it because I kind of know now having worked with food for so long, how things are good, how long things are good for. My husband would prefer that I right when it is good until so that he just knows like, is this still good or is it not? So find a system that works for you and put a label on it. This is going to empower your family to enjoy the food that's in the fridge, to actually know what's in there and to help you reduce the food base waste. So you're not the only one managing everything in your house. Label, label, label. The same is true for a freezer. And I forgot to mention earlier how long things keep in the freezer. I was just having this conversation. My general guideline is three to six months is how long most things are good in the freezer. The truth is that the freezer is an amazing preservation technique and you can keep things probably like up to a year in most cases if your freezer is pretty solid. If it's deep freeze, it could be kept even longer, though that's not like my official statement. That's just a general guideline, especially if it's not getting like freezer burnt and it's not being opened all the time and those kinds of things. So you can find the guide for freezing also at that link I'm including in the show notes. But my general guideline is like three to six months to be safe. But even more importantly, because it's three to six months that it's going to sit in there, you really, really, really want to label the things you put in your freezer. That masking tape trick can be used for the freezer as well. It sticks really well, but you need to make sure you're starting with a dry container and that you're doing it before it's frozen. You cannot go back afterwards and get masking tape to stick or write on a Ziploc bag. Um, Trust me, I've tried. So um, do it ahead of time. Do it right when you put it in there and mark down, like I like to mark down, does this have gluten? Does it have dairy? In the event that I have anyone 
sensitive in my house or in like my friend circle so that I know like, oh, I made meatballs and I used almond flour this time. So I can't serve it to anyone who might have an almond allergy. Just a tip from me to you. This also goes back to that idea of learning from professional kitchens. You can imagine that managing a walk-in size fridge, like these are the size of walk-in closets and much larger in many cases with many, many people working there requires a lot of organization. And this labeling is so key. Nothing goes into a walk-in in a professional kitchen without being labeled because how would everyone else know what it is and when it is good until or when it was cut up? So do the same thing at home. You're going to free up a ton of brain space and you're also going to cut down on waste because you'll be able to see right away what needs to be used now and what can wait a little bit to be used. So because we started touching on it, let's talk a little bit about freezing. Freezing is one of my favorite techniques for cutting down on food waste because this is an awesome, easy way to preserve things that you've made. In my freezer, you'll find mostly like pre-cooked things that I knew we weren't going to eat all of and I put into the freezer right away. So this would be like a big batch of veggie packed turkey meatballs. I'll include the link to that in the show notes. I have some shredded chicken in there that I made and then I was like, oh, we're not actually going to eat a whole chicken's worth of shredded chicken. And I threw some into the freezer so that I can take it out bit by bit. Until recently, I had some frozen whole tomatoes in there that I had thrown in at the end of a season. I have frozen brown rice. Um, I like to freeze them in little muffin tins and then they're like single size portions. And I also know, now that I've said it, this is what's for dinner tonight, um, some frozen peanut sauce that I freeze into little ice cubes and then I can pop one out and put it on top of something. And I will also link to that recipe in the show notes. So the beauty of all of this freezing is that I'm taking things I've already made, I'm preserving it for longer than it will keep in the fridge, and I am empowering my future self to use those foods before they've gone bad and also kind of like pre-cooking for myself so that not everything in my freezer has to be store-bought and I have some like healthy homemade options without having to cook them at that moment. Cool? Cool. All right. Freezing is key. And also, if you are a baby food-making parent... Freezing is where it's at. I'm going to include some links to these silicone molds that I love that can also be used in your Instant Pot, by the way. And they're a really awesome way that you can just make a big batch of baby food and then freeze it so that you're not having to like serve the same thing over and over again in the same week before it goes bad. Instead, you get to space it out over time and then your baby gets to eat lots of different things, which I think is so fun. I love feeding babies. Okay, so tip number five for reducing food waste when you have kids is to serve food in glass Tupperware. It doesn't have to be Tupperware. Storage containers. It's like Kleenex. Um, Serve food in glass storage containers. And this is what I mean by that. And I will um, share some photos of this in the show notes as well. Because what I most often do is slice up like some bell peppers, um, wash some berries and store them. I'm going to talk about that in in a minute. And have some cooked rice that I made at the beginning of the week. I store all of that in glass containers in the fridge. And then here's what's really cool. One, you can heat it up in the microwave in the glass container without worrying about like plastic leaching, a whole other topic for another day. I don't like to use plastic in the microwave, so I stay on the safe side and I use glass. But they also look really nice on the table. So I just set them in the middle of the table when I'm serving things family style. People can portion out for themselves, going back to our first point, what they want of that. And then when dinner is done, we 
take the lid, put it back on top. My husband is a huge fan of this system because he is so, so helpful with cleanup. He'll put the lids back on top and throw it back in the fridge. Then if you've labeled it, the label is still on there and you're not having to move things amongst containers. It's a lot less cleanup and you are sure that you have like a lid that fits and you're throwing that in the fridge and you're reducing food waste that way. So the bell peppers that you served and didn't, all of them didn't get eaten one night can get enjoyed another night. And this is a great way to cut down on the waste that happens when you're moving things around and you're trying to remember to store it. And it takes a little while and then you fall asleep with the kids and then your food has sat out for too long and then you're not able to use it again. Just as an example, that never happens to me. Just kidding. (laughs) I know if you're not watching, it's sometimes hard to tell if I'm kidding. So, so far we have, um, Number one, look out for portions. Number two, get to know how long things last. Number three, make sure you label everything in your fridge and freezer. Number four, make the freezer your friend. Number five, serve food in clear glass Tupperware so that it's easy to serve and it's easy to store and just looks nice. And my final tip, this is kind of a specific one, is to learn tricks to keep your food fresh longer. Now. I'm not an expert in this. There are a lot of tricks that I'm sure you can use, but here is one that I really love. And I was just talking about with someone today is that, did you know you can actually keep your berries fresh longer and you can have them washed ahead of time? It's actually super easy. And this works with other fruit also. I don't know that it keeps it fresh longer, but it cleans it and it removes bacteria. So you put the berries into a vinegar wash, a little bit of vinegar and a lot of water. You put them in there, you let them soak. It takes off the bacteria and whatever like other things might have gotten on it. I guess it's all bacteria. <laughs> um, it takes off the bacteria and whatever else might've gotten on it. And then you drain that and dry it really well. And then you put it in one of those clear storage containers and you store it in your fridge. And this is going to help ensure that the bacteria isn't like eating away at the fruit. I know berries in particular are really sensitive and ours often go bad before we get to them. So it reduces the likelihood that they're going to get all mushy and gross before you get to them. It increases their life and it means that you don't have to do any washing when you're about to feed them to your kids because they've already been pre-washed and stored in the fridge. I'm sure there are lots more tips around this online. Um, One of the things my husband and I have been talking about is like, don't store bananas near your other fruit because the gases that come off the bananas can make everything else ripen faster. And I often find that my avocados have gone bad if I store them next to bananas. So there are some little things like this that you can do um, that will help to keep your food fresh for longer. I will include some of those links, including my link to uh, Daniel... Danielle Walker's tip around keeping berries fresh longer in those show notes at cookingwithfullplate.com slash reduce food waste. So as you know, I love to always give you one action item from each episode so that you can take the information that you got today and put it into action right away. And so from today's episode, I'm going to ask you from that list of six different ways to reduce food waste, what is one thing that you could start doing at your house today that would make maximum impact in reducing food waste with kids? Once you've done that, I would love if you could hop over to my Instagram account, cooking with the full plate is where you'll find me. And let me know, share a picture with me of something you're doing, labeling something, throwing something in the freezer, washing your berries. I would love to see what you're doing. And I'm going to share mine on that account this week too. Thanks so much for listening. I always appreciate having time with you and I'll talk to you again next Tuesday.